0: Hi everyone. Welcome to Let's Be Social. I'm B and I have a very special guest on today. Her name is Corby Mit- Mitlide and she is a certified tarot master, past life specialist, psychic medium, channel and an author. That is a mouthful. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, taking time out of your day. I appreciate it so much.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking.
0: Thank you. Um so let's get started. Um kind of tell me how you kind of got started on your life path of doing all of these things and and how you kind of how things kind of like blossomed. I mean, that that's a handful of things to be doing. <laughs>
1: so, well, as as I say, when you've been on the psychic yellow brick road for 50 years, you kind of get to know what you're good at. I started at nine. I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes, and that told me there was magic in the world, and I wanted to go find it. Fast forward to 1973, when I was a senior in high school, and yes, that tells you how old I am. That was the year Live and Let Die came out with Jane Seymour as Solitaire the card reader. And Spencer Gipps had the James Bond 007 tarot deck, and I bought it because we were all hippies then. You had your elephant bell bottoms and your David Crosby Friends jacket and your deck. So for 20 years, I just read for friends, but loved the stories that the cards told and worked at keeping myself a clear channel for the information. All of a sudden, in the early 90s, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, hello, you're working for us. So I did it part time while I had a very checkered career path, actress, author, inspirational speaker, video producer, legal assistant, writer for the graphic novel series ElfQuest, executive recruiter, but always the psychic work on the side. Mm -hmm. And on 9-11, as we watched the towers burn, I turned to my husband and I said, I need to do this work full time. People need to know there are other answers out there. He looked at me. He said, I believe in you. Go do it. And since then, it's been six days a week, 14 hours a day, a thousand people a year that I get to read. And I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. That's the biggest gift.
0: Yeah. Um, So with that, do you find when you do your readings that
1: you get tired?
0: after
1: mm. no okay well after maybe but while i'm doing it i'm on a reader's high okay. um i know you're up in london ontario and i used to do shows both for the first star psychic fair people and vision quest people and you would have three and four day shows with 11 hour days and i was an a-lister so i read open to close but i loved it at the end of the day however you put me in a body bag and you wheel me back to the b and b and i collapse. Yeah, these days reading from home, it's a lot easier.
0: That's good. Yeah, I mean technology is amazing. I mean, look at we're having this conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. I would never otherwise have that beautiful opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. um, how do you have time then to do writing books and and doing all the things that you do? How do you how do you find a balance? Is my question.
1: Well, I don't travel the way I used to, Uh, herniated disc and pinched nerve, kind of put the kibosh to that in 2019. And then starting in 2020 was the years of murder, hoard at bingo, and hold my beer. Um, So I moved everything online. And the writing I do comes from my work. Mm -hmm. The three books I have are all from my own experience. Clean Out Your Life Closet is self-help. And all the things that my clients have asked me about over the years. The Psychic Yellow Brick Road is the book written to help other people choose a good intuitive and use the proper information. And You've Got the Magic Who Needs a Genie is everything that I learned in 18 years of being on the road 45 weekends a year. So that's very easy for me. Mm -hmm. The reading, people schedule. I keep my schedule so that I have time to breathe. Yeah. And one day a week is off and that is Wednesday. You know, I'm sorry, I don't care if you're dying, I'll send you to another psychic because I need that one day to recalibrate and take okay. care of me and my family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um okay. Um, so tell me how you dive into things like past life specialist and okay. things like that. Um is it well, just- direction that you just kind of it, you fought like it just kind of falls into place
1: the way i explain it is when the universe hands you your draft notice and you accept it it starts rifling in through your internal files to see what you've got to play with what's my background theater major at brown university professional actress in new york so i understand stories character arcs yeah words are my drug of choice i'm a writer so I write books. But I also have loved history since I was a small child. So that means that past lives unfold to me with more nuance. You could have two of us both good at past lives. She doesn't have a historical background. I do. We see the same thing. This other person would say, well, it's a big hat and a long skirt, and it's a very fancy building. I think it's in Europe. I could see the same thing and go, hobble skirt, picture hat, that kind of ostrich feather. And you're in front of the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin. So this is Berlin in 1911 or 12. On the other hand, do not give me the request for spirit art because I cannot draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer, not in my wheelhouse. So when I teach, I tell people, don't try to learn everything, investigate it all, but realize there will be some things you're brilliant at and that's where you play.
0: Okay, um, what kind of inspires you um taking this journey? Is there anything in
1: particular, or is there any the per- idea that I can be a channel for spirit because all the work I do, I tell people it ain't me. I am just the tube it comes through. Right. I am in service. I take my work seriously, me not so much, yeah the idea that i can hand people tools to make their world better i couldn't ask for anything more
0: yeah do you uh encounter a lot of people a lot of skeptics that come to you or do you kind of people don't people don't seek you out that are skeptics
1: well it depends at the large psychic fairs or holistic expos there are always you know people like that and some of them will sit with me and you know I'll show them that it really is real. But I do have my boundaries. If somebody leans over my table and says, okay, tell me something you couldn't know about me. And if you're right, I'll have a reading. I look at them and smile and I say, I'm sorry. I don't roll over and fetch either. And I turn my back and they do not get a reading. Yeah. And there are also some people who actually treat us like a service, like we're a burger, a car wash, a latte, not a person. Mm-hmm. When I read it shows. I take a 15 minute break every two hours to kind of scrub out my brain, wolf down a sandwich. And there was a guy who leaned over my desk, poked my food with his finger and said, you don't need to eat right now. My wife wants a read. Needless to say, he was not allowed in my booth. My front person just slid right in front and off he went. Treat us like the professionals we are and we will give you the best service we can. Otherwise, I don't need you at my table.
0: Yeah. Do you find that a lot of people that come to you are seeking answers um, that are dealing with grief and and that sort of thing? Or do you just find
1: it's just a mixed bag? It's a mixed bag. People come to me for four things. What I call the everyday tour bus, house, car, job, kids, finances. Okay, gotcha. Put me here. Now what? Past lives. uh, Why do I have this thing about Victorian China or I'm Scots-Irish, why do I have, you know, this thing about Peru? They Mm. want to speak to their spirit guide, Binky, or they want to talk to dead Aunt Mabel. You know, that's just the way it is. Um, When I do mediumship, which is I think what you're talking about with the grief, I do not just go fishing because that's vague. It's too easy to fool you. I ask for what I call the dog tags. For instance, my father, Jerome Richard Dorkin, who died in 2001 at the age of 80, notice This does not give me lots of detail, but it gets me into the energy right away. And then my guides almost play charades. This means somebody smoked, this means they had surgery, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But when that happens, I get really specific pieces. uh, Two Canadian clients that I will tell you about, one of them wanted to speak to her father-in-law. All of a sudden I felt myself miming a pool cue. He had taught her how to play pool. Ah. Another one wanted to speak to her grandfather, and I saluted. Now, you Canadians all know this is how you salute, but Americans salute like this, and I'm American. Mm -hmm. This meant that the grandfather was acknowledging she had just graduated from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police two weeks ago and wanted to congratulate her. She hadn't told me anything about that at all. So those are precision, not it's a rose, he loves you. I much prefer those.
0: Oh, very interesting. Very cool. So you're doing mostly everything from home now. Um are you still yes. writing books? Are you doing some yes. coaching? Are you doing teachings as well or kind
1: of- I do I do pretty much all of it. Yeah. Pretty much all from home at this point. Yeah. Um the next book is called this is going to be a tough one. Elder and Apprentice. Okay. How to work with Gen Zs and Gen Alphas in the 21st century. And that is because a lot of us that People call boomers. We have to understand that the world has completely changed. How we learn, how even Gen X and the millennials learned, isn't going to work anymore. Yeah. Because we never had to worry about being shot in school, that the earth would be uninhabitable in our lifetime, that somebody would give us a bullet because we took a vaccine, loved somebody, voted a certain way, believed in ecology. Yeah. So I'm working with Gen Zs and Gen Alphas themselves, collecting information, talking to them. That's why it's different from my other books. It's not my life experience. Mm. But the book will show elders in the metaphysical community how to work with Gen Zs and Gen Alphas and teach them how to stay safe Mm. as they explore. So that's the book. Teaching, yes, um, I have a Patreon group which I call the Nestlings, since my nickname as a raven is Mouth Feathers. And it's a very small group. It's about 13 people. There is room for for more. But we go over everything. We do all the things I know, and I bring in other teachers for them. Someone who's an expert in crystals, an astrologer, uh, the head of the Tarot Guild who taught numerology. Mm -hmm. So the more I can pass on my information to the next generation, the more I feel that's what I should be doing at this point. I'm 68. There are 8 billion people in the world. I can't read them all. No. I won't be able to be here in 30 years and read. So I need to pass on what I know to those who will be at their peak at that time.
0: Right. And I I think that's great that you uh, are reaching in and trying to help the newer generations because even myself, you know mostly grew up in the 80s uh you know went to school in the 80s um late 70s and life was so different um and these kids are dealing with so much so much more than we ever dealt with with the yes. online you know life online um rather mm. than you know some some kids spend their life online rather than being outside and playing so I mean it is very different and all those other facets that you spoke about um it's it's just very different and it's sometimes it's hard to relate you know so yes. I, I think that that's I think that that's going to be an exciting and very interesting um take on things I think it'll be I think it is needed
1: absolutely. as long as it's useful I will have done my job
0: yeah absolutely I mean even my daughter do- I have a 9-year-old daughter and she says to me even during the lock like during the lockdowns she said to me mommy you had it so lucky and I I didn't understand what she said by the- meant by that and I said well what do you mean and she said well you've had a normal childhood you know and 3 years of her life have not been as as every- everyone but I mean it's just not normal and she recognized that and had the insight to say that and, and compare herself and realize that what she was going through wasn't normal, like a normal, I just thought that was interesting, just the insight, so.
1: Yes, um, and they need adults that recognize that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so where do you see yourself? Are, are you gonna continue um, writing? Are you, are you just gonna keep going? How long are, are, you, are you gonna retire? I, how, where do you see? I
1: I always say that I will retire when I'm two weeks dead. But at that point, I'll probably just flip my sign to Spirit Guide and do it from upstairs. Right. Seriously. Um. This is what I'm meant to do. This is how I contribute to the world. Yeah. This is my karmic path, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of always reinvent what I do, mm-hmm. so that it isn't just by rote. Yeah. And it's what what you do as an elder. You give as much as you can for as long as you can. Right. And I don't see that ending until I literally out the door.
0: Well, obviously, you're passionate about what you do. And that's a beautiful thing as well. And obviously, you're helping people in in all different facets and, and even people that you don't even realize you're helping people that read your books
1: right yes helping that's the thing about books um we've been cleaning out a lot of stuff my husband has four or five generations of stuff from his family back to the 1860s and we're looking at these pictures and we have no idea who they are once you're gone you're gone and you don't know anything about that person in the picture but when someone has written a book Mm -hmm. Their voice will always echo even after the body is gone. And that's what I'm really, really excited about.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing how you can reach so many more people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any advice for people that are um, maybe sitting on the fence uh, about either getting a reading or... Maybe people that are interested in what you do and are looking at uh, potentially wanting to learn about that.
1: Okay. Um, there's lots. There's lots. For one thing, go to my website com. If yeah. you want to read it with me, that's where you go. But it also has well over a hundred articles about everything: spiritual awakening, past lives. Uh, there's a new blog, Corby Gets Candid which is all of my thoughts on things about the world that may not be about metaphysics. Mm -hmm. Um, There are lots of groups that you can discover. The most important thing is, learn how to ground center and shield, learn how to stay safe, Mm -hmm. get one of the books that tells you about that. And the book that I recommend is this one, it's called Opening to Channel. It's by Sanaya Roman and Dwayne Packer. It says how to connect with your guide. And that is the book that I learned with decades ago. It Mm -hmm. keeps you safe. It tells you what you can do and what you can't. And it gives you step-by-step because every, I say this all the time, you can do what I do. I'm not special. We're all wired like the same house plan. You have to decide, are you plugging in or not?
0: That's all. Yeah. I do believe that people are intuitive and mm-hmm. they just, I think everyone has a gift, that gift. um, Like you said, it's just whether or not you utilize it or not. It, it's the, yeah. it's the lacking of knowing how I believe, yeah. right? We don't have that knowledge yes. and it's, it's sort of like that um analogy of like a tribe, you know, you've got oh. your elders And then you've got all your your young ones. And that's how knowledge is passed down, is through the elders in the group, right? Yes, exactly so. so. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Um, Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Do you have any advice or anything that you want to say as parting words to my um, audience?
1: Um, Some things that I teach my clients. Mm -hmm. No is a fabulous idea don't think you're not allowed to say it. And when someone keeps insisting that you think or believe the way they do, and you know, you're not going to, you just look at them and smile and say, thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish, and then you go do what you need to do. And the last piece of advice is I teach people, there are three questions that are the most important questions in the world for you. Mm -hmm. The first one is, What do you X about? X is whatever that emotion is, angry, sad, depressed, fearful. Why are you X about that? You explore that. Mm -hmm. But then you ask yourself the question we always forget. What do you think would happen if you stopped being X about that and allow yourself to change? That's called stimulus, belief, response. Mm -hmm. You are allowed to change your mind about anything. Yeah. That's how we grow.
0: Very nice. I, I just had one last question for you. Sure. Um, do you have any insight or any words about the the concept of the feeling of deja vu? Do you have any idea about that?
1: There are a couple of ways to do it. Yes. Um, it might have been you're feeling a precognitive dream that you had, but you didn't quite remember. Mm-hmm. Some people feel that you're kind of getting double vision in that, You're living it now, but you're also watching it from the point of view of your soul, your higher self. And some people think on occasion it is a past life that you're getting bleed through through with. It could be all of that. It is not just nothing. When you get deja vu, that's a key to explore that. For instance, you feel like you've been in a particular city before, that could be a past life. Mm -hmm. You feel like you've had this conversation with somebody before. It could be that you spoke with them in dream state or your two souls were talking to each other. Most metaphysics doesn't have a one sentence answer. There are always all kinds of nuances and possibilities to look at. And that's one of the most exciting things about it.
0: Okay, very good. Um, okay. Thank you so much, Corby. Um, I will put all of your links and all your social media stuff on how you can get contacted. If people would like a reading, if people, are you on Amazon for your books? Yes, I am. Kindle
1: and the books themselves.
0: Okay. Wonderful. And I'll, I'll put all that up. Um, when I post this, so people can reach out if they want to talk to you further, um, potentially, even uh reach out if people are interested in learning more about this Mm -hmm. and have questions um and i appreciate and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day today it's been an absolute pleasure and um thank you so much
1: you're more than welcome it was great to be here
0: thanks again
1: time and thank you for